Hello, this is Carl Mailer from the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Are you one of the many people like me who love to voice their opinions? Then, well, the Anchor app is for you. Me, myself, I love using the Anchor app because I love voicing my opinion about everything sports. If you would like to get started on your own podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash start to make your own podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Let's Talk Sports radio show. I am your host, Carl Mailer, the voice of all radio, and this is where we talk all things sports. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been quite a while since I last was on here, and well, I figured since the NFL has been now a half season in with all the craziness of the COVID-19 pandemic, I figured I want to talk about Tua's first NFL start from this past Sunday, which was a crazy start to say the least, because honestly, let's be honest, I didn't think Tua was going to get this start. I didn't think Tua was even going to play this season. That was one of those situations where it was honestly like a 50-50 sort of like ordeal that you can kind of maybe see that Tua might have gotten a start, maybe a game or two, uh, to just see what he can provide for the future of the Miami franchise. Uh, because I found this stat pretty, uh, I found this stat pretty inter- uh, interesting. Uh, they had talked about it on Fox. I believe it was leading up to the game on Sunday that since Dan Marino retired from uh, football and since he stopped playing for the Dolphins back, I believe it was in uh, 99 or 2000, 1999 or the year 2000, that the Miami Dolphins have had 21 different starting quarterbacks. 21. They each have had some, maybe some, a lot have maybe not have some, uh, uh, let me rephrase that. A lot probably have not had success. The best chance of success was from the now Tennessee Titans quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. But let's just dig into this uh, for a second because with the COVID-19 pandemic going on, the NFL has been forced to reschedule quite a bit of football games so far this year in the first half of the season. Uh, the pandemic has caused a lot of chaos uh, for a lot of teams. A lot of players in the NFL are on this COVID-19 slash reserve list. But what is very interesting about it is that Miami was has been one of the few teams to have gotten hit by this rescheduling uh, factor. So Miami's bye week was supposed to be in week 11. Uh, and they were supposed to, uh, uh, like I said, they were supposed to have their bye week in week 11, but with the COVID-19 uh, situation and the shuffling of the different Broncos, because the Denver Broncos caused this uh, rescheduling to happen, the Miami Dolphins had their bye week moved up to week 7. And that means that some of the games had to be switched around after the San Francisco game in which Miami won 43 to 17. And by the way, in that game right there, I will say this. I thought that that was a perfect opportunity 
to put Tua in the game because that game right there, that took me by surprise. I started watching that game a little bit on my uh, laptop, and I was like, man. And, and let's be honest here. The San Francisco 49ers have been ridiculed by injuries this year. They have just been hampered on injuries on both sides of the ball because now it seems like Jimmy G may potentially be out the rest of the season if he has to get surgery done on his ankle. And it seems like pretty much tight end George uh, Kettle is going to be out with a broken bone in his foot. And we all know that on the defensive side, they are just, they got hit majorly with injuries. But I honestly thought that San Francisco game was a perfect opportunity for the uh, Dolphins to put into it just to get him some reps in, uh, some re- uh, just to get some reps and see what he can potentially provide for the franchise. But that didn't happen. And then they moved on and they took care of business against the woeful New York uh, Jets, uh, 24 to nothing, heading into the bye week at 3-3, three and three, mind you, at 3-3. Three and three. And then head coach Brian Flores decides to make the switch. He decides that it's now Tua time in Miami. I was on a, uh, I was on a radio show uh, a number of weeks ago, and I was asked if, if and when Tua would potentially start for the Dolphins. And I said it was kind of like a 50-50 ordeal, just like I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast. I did not think that it was going to come this early. I don't know necessarily if the shuffling of the schedule for the Dolphins had anything to do with it as far as uh, their bye week coming earlier. And I honestly thought, because after the schedule got rearranged, I was very shocked because the game that did not get moved from that was the Rams game that was just played this past Sunday. And when I saw, just like the whole world saw, that Tua was named the starter going forward, and I saw the game that they were playing hosting the Rams at home, I thought, this is like a trap game. This is probably one of the worst cases you can potentially put your hopeful franchise quarterback in just because of the simple fact of that Rams defense that has all-pro defensive end Aaron Donald. And after thinking about it and the situation with the veteran, the quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick, it just some something told me that maybe Brian Flores and management saw something that, okay, this division, mind you, now that Tom Brady is in the NFC division, the NFC conference, that AFC East division is pretty much up for grabs. But I will say this, after the first half, through this first half of the season, it seems like that it is Buffalo's division to lose. I do think that Miami is a solid is a solid second place team. I think the only way Miami uh, can potentially win this division is they have to basically win a good portion of their games in the second half of the season. Now, let me read you the second half, excuse me, of the season that they have. 
They have the Arizona Cardinals. They travel to Phoenix this coming Sunday to take on the Cardinals. Then, due to the rescheduling, they have the Chargers at home. And then they go to Denver in Week 11, which was originally supposed to be Miami's bye week. Then they travel to face the Jets. They're, they host Cincinnati. They host the defending champions, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, in Week 14. Then they host... New England in week 15. They go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, and then they they finish off at Buffalo. That is a a very tough schedule. I the and you, you know looking at the 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 schedule, I would say there is wins. There should be wins at the Jets. There should be a win potentially against. <clears throat> Excuse me. Potentially against Las Vegas, I that that schedule is kind of tough. So I think you, I think Miami put Tua in kind of a tough situation. But that the, <clears throat> excuse me the the decision to put him in that game against Los Angeles, I thought that was a trap game. But then I started watching the game, and l- Miami's defense made life miserable for Jared Goff in that offense. The Rams' special teams and defense made life easy on Tua. Tua only went 12 of 22 for 93 passing yards in that game. He did get sacked, so if you technically put in the sack and the yards that was taken away from the sack, he threw for technically 90 yards, but they don't count that, so he threw for 93 yards. He did try to run the ball twice, but he did not get any yards out of running the ball. Now, Tua did give up a turnover, but that was off of a strip sack off of Aaron Donald. And I watched the replay because I didn't watch the highlight. I didn't watch the game at that point, but I saw the replay. And let's be honest, and we all know this by now, I think every Miami fan knows this by now, that the offensive line for Miami is an issue. Uh, And hopefully they can find someone potentially to draft to make the offensive line maybe substantially better next year unless they somehow progress over the second half of the season. But that offensive line is is just terrible. And Aaron Donald basically, I I don't know who it was for Miami, but Aaron Donald pushed the right tackle out of the way and like kind of just bear hugged Tua to the ground and that ball came out. Like I knew as soon as you saw the hit, you knew it was going to be nasty. And that was a welcome to the NFL moment for Tua. But honestly, the defense and special teams really just made life easy on Tua because you go into halftime with a 28 to uh I believe it was a 28 to 7 lead. You didn't score the second half and I really I wanted to see what Tua was going to provide, but there was also some key drops uh by Preston Williams, I believe in the second half to start. But I will say this and I have mentioned this time and time again. The chemistry that is the potential chemistry between Devontae Parker and Tua is going to be crucial for any sort of development that Tua is going to have in order to succeed for the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker's 
chemistry building process with Tua is going to be important and crucial if the Dolphins want to have any chance of having that offense grow, having that offense succeed in the future. But I honestly thought that Tua's first game, I don't think it could have gone any better for him. And I, you know, granted, let's face it, the passing yards, just you can throw that out the window. Uh, Miami didn't really have to worry about nothing because they knew that they knew that their defense pretty much stepped they they stepped up the uh against Jared Goff and Jared Goff was made he made he was made looking like a fool in that game but i honestly think this was a a good win for Miami uh Tua is now 1 and 0 as a starter in the NFL i do think that the the game against Arizona this coming up sunday is it's going to be a fun game to watch uh, two uh, two young quarterbacks that were in the Heisman, uh, that were in the Heisman race not too long ago. You got two very uh good wide receivers, one in DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona, and then Devonte Parker. I think Devonte Parker is, excuse me, Devonte Parker is very much underrated. You know, the health issues have been a concern for him pretty much most of his career. He did have his first full season last uh, last year for the Dolphins and produced very good numbers. I th- And that is going to be the biggest, I think, concern for me going forward uh, as, as the Dolphins' season progresses in the second half is the chemistry build with Tua and Devontae Parker. I think Tua, you know, he's I he's kind of gotten those first team reps here and there. And I honestly think that having the mentor with the and Fitzpatrick, I think that is just going to be even better for uh for for Tua. I, I think they have the right mentor in, in Fitzpatrick. I think that is I'm not going to say it's going to uh, bring a sense of urgency to to Tua, but I think Tua understands that he has someone very, very knowledgeable uh, of the game. He has someone that understands the game inside and out. And I think now for Fitzpatrick, who has, and we all know this, who has seen his fair share of success and we have seen his fair share of failures. This is now a chance for him to succeed at giving Tua the best chance and opportunity to succeed for a franchise that has struggled to find a franchise quarterback in a long, long time. I do think that there is potential for Miami to look at this as sort of a as sort of a positive, even if even if Miami does not finish the second half well, even let's just say Miami wins like three games, they go seven and nine. That's a positive sign for second year head coach Brian Flores. That's a positive sign for Tua going in going into the offseason. I think now that you have Tua under center, 
You want to build the team around Tua. You can't give the sense of notion to the fans. You can't give the sense of notion to the players that, and eh, we're going to hold off on Tua this week. We're going to go back to Fitzpatrick for this game. You are committed to Tua. You have made that decision to move on from Fitzpatrick. And we all know that Fitzpatrick wasn't going to be a very long-term type of answer. Excuse me. I think Tua is, he has the tools. He has the potential. I think, you know, his hip and his ankles uh, issues, they didn't bother him on Sunday. He will face tougher challenges as his career moves on. I think the second half of the season will provide a sense of, uh, just a sense of what he can potentially do. He had, does have a tough game against Kyler Murray and that uh, Arizona team this coming Sunday in Phoenix. And then they get to host the Los Angeles Chargers with another rookie quarterback in Justin Herbert. So this is going to be some interesting stuff to see as the season progresses in the second half of Tua. Now, my expectations as far as what he is, what he potentially can do, uh, I I don't know what he can do. I know he he has an he has an accurate arm. He uh, he showed that when he was with uh, Nick Saban in Alabama. I, I I'm not going to predict what Tua is potentially going to do. I'm not going to predict what he's going to do in each game. He, now, he didn't throw an interception, so that's a positive to, to look at if you're Miami. But the expectations, are I, I'm, I'm going to say, are not going to be high. Uh, I'm going to give him, I'm gonna give him a, a chance to see. And I think Brian Flores is looking at this as an opportunity to – and here's the thing, too. Let's just say Brian Flores – Let's just say Miami goes seven and nine. They they win only three games the rest of the way. They go seven and nine. I think Brian Flores will feel comfortable with that. If Miami somehow wins this division, which I think is I'm not going to say is a long shot, but let's just say Miami wins this division and Tua gets them into the playoffs. I think Miami has to. I think the fan base. And the coaching staff, they have to feel pretty confident about the pick they made at number five in the first round this year. Uh, but I'm not going to hold my expectations high on Tua just yet. Uh, the The schedule kind of, they got some few tough games in there. Obviously, the Buffalo game, like I mentioned, uh, the very last game. Las Vegas will probably be a tough game. Uh New Eng- the division games are always going to be tough, except for the the Jets, who are just a miserable football team this year. But uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to see what Tua can do. The, the first game, uh, his first NFL start, he gets a W, 28-17 over a Rams football team that was just in the Super Bowl not too long ago. But, uh, I mean, the defense and the special teams made life easy. So my expectations aren't as high as yet, but we'll see what happens. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this very special edition of 
the Let's Talk Sports Radio show as to his impressions, well, they're they're pretty good. So uh, I'm sure I'll probably keep you guys up to date on what I think about Tua. I absolutely I didn't have anything wrong against Tua in college. He was he was pretty damn good in college. So we'll we'll see what happens as his career moves on, as the second half moves on. Uh, let's just keep watching and see what happens, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, be safe out there. Stay safe. Just keep doing everything that is asked of you guys uh, to do, and I will see you guys down the road. Thank you.